Hi, I'm Jill, and this is the Skein Enable podcast, enabling your crafting addictions one episode at a time. This is episode 106, and I'm recording on July 19th, 2020. It's a Sunday, just afternoon, I guess. And yeah, um, it's been a, been a while. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Things are about the same here, starting maybe increasing more lockdown stuff here or going back into a little bit more lockdown. I'm in Los Angeles, as you guys know, so LA County has been hit pretty hard. So, you know, they're closing whatever indoor restaurants, but I was not doing that. I'm not even doing outdoor restaurants. We do do takeout quite a bit though, or, you know, at least once a week. So not like we're just, uh, totally inside, but yeah, I'm definitely avoiding all of that kind of risky behavior. Um, I'm like 33, 34 weeks pregnant right now. So that's exciting. If you guys have any suggestions of female baby names, I am all ears because we're having trouble coming up with anything, but who knows? Um, other than that, yeah. And I went back to, I went into the office for, um, the first time on Thursday and I hadn't been in since March. So that was, yeah, it'd been like four months. I felt really safe, though, because they're only letting in, there's only four employees there, and maybe there are more in the building, but that meant that I had, like, tons of space, and I basically almost didn't see anybody for the entire day, and, um, you know, even my own workspace has its own air conditioning and separate ventilation, so I felt um, safe being there, but I think I'll only be there maybe one more time before I go on maternity leave in about a month, so, which is crazy. So let's get on to what I've been crafting. So what I've finished, I do have some finished things. I finished knitwise. I made a little baby hat. The pattern was Baker Joe in parentheses little by Jessica Ambada. Um, she's a French designer. Um, might be Cassia as her, you know, like Ravelry handle. Um, this is the baby version of an adult hat that she does have um, that's kind of like a turban. It's in stock in it. Um, it calls for a DK weight, but I used a fingering weight held double. Um, I used leftovers from my um, Archer sweater. So I used the Fientropia Wise Fox Stellina, which is a orchid color with Stellina, so with the silver shimmer in it. That was yarn I bought in Barcelona. So I used the leftovers, but holding it double, I felt like I had so much of this yarn. And then once I held it double, I like ran out really fast. So this um, baby hat, you start with a provisional cast on and then you do short rows because it has a V shape, like that turban shape. And then you do stockinette up to the top to do decreases. And then after that, you go back and you pick up ribbing all along the bottom but because I was like getting close to running out of yarn, I ended up using a contrast color for the ribbing, which means it's totally matching my Archer sweater because I used the rest of my leftovers from that or the other half of my leftovers, which was a Forbidden Fiber Company. I can't remember what the yarn is called. I feel like they're all sins. So like gluttony or greed or something <laughs> I, I don't know why i can't remember pride oh it's pride pride fingering so that one is in um mist i think gray mist maybe it's like a silver gray 
color. So that's what my ribbing is. And so it matches my archer sweater. I did take pictures of me wearing the archer sweater, holding the baby hat, but I don't know that they turned out that well, but I keep meaning to post them. Baby hat's super cute. I was looking for something that would be like newborn size because I want to have something to bring the baby home in. But honestly, it looks big. (laughs) And I don't know if it's my gauge, probably, or if that's how big baby's heads are. But, you know, I don't really want to think about that, (laughs) how how big the newborn baby's head is. Um, So I'm not sure. I might have to make a different newborn hat to like for bringing home. So anyway, I finished that. That was, um, you know, really did. Once you finish those short rows, there's like almost nothing to it. And I had kind of put it aside to be like my meeting, my Zoom meeting knitting. And not that, so that doesn't mean just something I don't have to pay attention to. It means something I don't have to look at so that people, my work, people don't see that I'm knitting <laughs> on my lap. But I ended it only up, it only ended up like taking me like one meeting. So then I had to find something else to be my meeting knitting. So then some sewing items I finished. So I've been working on this quilt for quite a while. This will be like the, I think the third episode of me talking about it, but I finished it. So this was the pattern was frolic quilt. There's a few different frolic quilts if you actually do a search for them. Um, but this one is designed by Allison of Cluck Cluck Sew. Um, she has a blog and I ended, I bought this kit at Connecting Threads, which had um, her branded or her designed yarn fabric as um jelly roll strips so it used it it used those strips plus a white background and it made like a chevron um chevron pattern it's knit or not knit i keep saying that it's um kind of designed on the bias you know and then you have to cut the edges and square them up to make it vertical again um so since the last time i did the quilting so because it, I basically just followed the quilting that was in, not in the pattern, but in the picture of the pattern. So I used, um, white thread and I used my walking foot and I just mimicked the zigzag pattern, but only in the white sections. Cause it's like kind of stripes of white, bigger stripes of white and then stripes of the different colors, which are all like kind of reds and aquas and pastels too um you know you know the look kind of baby kind of kind of farm like kind of 30s yeah like those flower sacks kind of that kind of coloring so I did that quilting I used yeah the walking foot so just straight lines but then at the at every chevron you have to turn and kind of just like hope to catch it at the right spot and pivot and so it did take a while it took me several evenings several multi-hour evenings to finish the quilting and I didn't even quilt on the colored squares. Um, and then the binding took me a while too. It was just kind of like straight. I didn't have to cut bias strips cause it's kind of a small quilt, like three by four feet. But yeah, so I sewed on the binding by machine on the front, front side. And then I did, you know, whip stitched it down or sewed it down, not whip stitch. I don't know. I sewed it down on the back side, So it did take me a while. I'm also just not that fast at doing binding. Um, and I, you know, was being kind of picky about it. Fake taking very small, small little bites, small little stitches. So that took a while, but I finished it. And now that's just, you know, folded up, put away for the baby. And, um, so that was the 
quilt, frolic quilt by Cluck Cluck So. I had a kit that I've had for a long time for um, this giraffe playmate, play mat. I can't read or talk. This was a kit that I also bought on Connecting Threads, but I know you can buy it, purchase it other places. I think I've seen it on Amazon when I was Googling for it. Um, it's called the My Bubba. And on Connecting Threads, and this company has a few different ones. There's also a lamb and I feel like another animal, but maybe it's just those two. So this was a kit, I think, put together by Shannon Fabrics, who makes the yarn, the fabric. So it's kind of like minky, but it's maybe plusher. It's like fur. <laughs> so ultimately, it makes this mat that has um, batting in it, but it's like looks like a giraffe, and it has a three-dimensional giraffe head and hands off the sides of it, and then the baby lays on the stomach, which is like a big stomach. Um, so there's two different fabrics mostly and it's one is like giraffe plush and then the other one is kind of like a white furry so yeah i had called it minky but i think it's more i mean it it's like faux fur so when i cut this i spent like one evening cutting it was just the stuff was everywhere because you're cutting all that hair um which also made it very hard to get like precise cuts <laughs> But it was almost like there's feathers everywhere, like doing crafting with glitter or something like that. Fur was everywhere. You could, if you touched your face, then it was like all in your nose. And it was, I started to really question the whole operation. And the kit came with like pattern templates, but they're all kind of nestled within each other. So you could have um, traced them if you wanted to use the pattern again. But I figured I'm not going to make another one of these giraffe play mats probably so I just ended up cutting the pattern kept the pieces for a while but then I just finally just threw them away um, and then so one day of cutting what evening of cutting and then another like full day sewing like I guess that was a week ago I feel like I spent all of Sunday like Lucas went somewhere and I sewed for like eight hours or something <laughs> But once you sew the pieces, you know, and you enclose the seams, then, you know, that f fuzz isn't everywhere. But it's pretty insane. Like, Lucas is like, is this just going to be in our baby's lungs? But yeah, it does stop shedding once you cut, once you, like, seam it, of course. So mine, you know, there's a little bit of wonkiness. I mean, first of all, it's like, um, kind of sewing that I haven't really done before, but... It was fairly straightforward. There was a few times when I like called it done and then I was like, no, that doesn't look right. And then I kind of like, like I opened like the chin looks kind of weird. It's kind of a three dimensional chin. So I had to kind of just open it up the seam later and then just kind of whip stitch it closed by hand, which was a little bit sloppy, but ended up looking pretty good. So now I have this big old three dimensional play mat that I had to just like fold up and put aside, but already the baby stuff is like kind of taking over our lives we registered for a bunch of stuff and so we have started just getting the packages but we're not opening it until like maybe we do our virtual baby shower or not sure but it's just we're realizing like oh we're gonna have to make a lot of room like just this box for the stroller car seat whatever it's like it's so huge <laughs> it takes up so much of our apartment so that's the sewing i did i finished the my Bubba Giraffe Playmat, a kit from Shannon Fabrics. 
And then I did some spinning because we are in the middle of Tour de Fleece. And by the middle, I mean today is the last day of Tour de Fleece. I didn't do give myself any huge goals, but I did say I wanted to spin every day of the tour. Um, I think I did take the two rest days off, but... And then I have to admit, I didn't challenge myself on the challenge days. I'd meant to, like, I'll do some cotton from Rolex or something. And then it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I did spin every day. I'd said I'd be fine with just spinning 15 minutes a day. But usually once I take the wheel out, I'm spinning for like an hour or something. So I've probably spun a good hour or more every evening of the last, like, whatever, 19 days, 20 days. Um, so I did finish up some spinning that I don't remember if I had started this last time. The fiber is from Goody Supply Company. I talk about Jen Goody a lot because she's in our spinning guild and vends for us a lot and does like our guild spin-alongs. This is one I had just bought from her at one of the local like fiber festivals or something. So this was four ounces of an 80% South American wool and 20% viscose. The colorway is naked bubblegum. Um, she has some other ones that have that same makeup, but are, you know, more hand dyed. So I'm not sure if this is the color that she got it from the supplier as, or if she dyed it bubblegum. I don't know, but it looks very tweedy. It's light pink, but it has very light pink, but has like the viscose, 20% viscose is these like neps, neps, noils. I don't know of medium pinks and lavenders and like a darker purple so it's pretty fun looking I decided to challenge myself challenge myself I don't know I just it was such a fluffy fiber that I decided that I was going to do it long draw and I just don't honestly spin long draw that often mostly like I only do it when I'm in a workshop or something because when I'm at home I just kind of want to do a default spin which is for me like a short forward draw I think so I did part of this long draw and then I just did not feel like getting to the second half of the fiber, but I finally made myself do it. It seems pretty thin, very thin at times, and it's pretty fluffy because it's woolen, spun. But I was surprised. I just did the measurements this morning or right before podcasting, and it's only about 255 yards, which seems crazy because it's pretty light. It seems like fingering weight or lighter <laughs> at times. And it's not heavy. So for four ounces, I feel like I should have like 500 yards or something, right? I mean, like four ounces is actually bigger than 100 grams, which is what we normally get in a skein of sock yarn. So I don't know. I'm never, I never really understand why I don't get more yardage out of my hand spun. But I guess I'm just not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. Find a project to do with this one sometime. So that was my first skein of spinning, and that was uh, good from Goody Supply Company. All right, so that's what I finished. But my current fix, what I'm working on now, um, I guess since I was just talking about spinning, I'll just keep talking about spinning. The project I started, spinning project I started right after this Tweety one is a braid that I got at, I think, Stitches SoCal, you know, six months ago year and a half ago? I'm not sure. <laughs> a November at some point. It's from um, Greenwood Fiberworks, and it's 100% merino super fine. The color work is, the colorway, the colorway is camo, one of a kind. It's 
Um, it looks like all natural colors, even though it can't be natural colors. I think it's just like a white merino. But then it has sections that were dyed um, medium browns and dark brown and like everything in between. And it's really pretty all together. So I finished these singles. They took me forever. And I think they're actually really thin. <laughs> um, so I just finished the singles the other night. I started chain plying them yesterday because I want to keep that striping because it kind of, yeah, it stripes from this to all those colors. And I didn't want it to just be like a big, like brown marled mess, I guess. Not a mess, but so I wanted to keep the, the striping sequence. So I'm doing a three ply chain ply and it looks really thin. It looks like three ply that's thinner than fingering weight to me but once it fluffs up maybe it'll be thicker so we'll see i you know i applied for like an hour last night and feel like i didn't feel like i didn't get that far but i would like to finish the rest of it today just because it's the end of tour de fleece so i could be like finished for tour de fleece not that it really matters but yeah so that's the spinning i'm doing that's the greenwood fiber works in the 100 percent merino super fine in the camo colorway so for knitting, there's ones that I've just been continuing on. I'm still working on that Fox Paws by Zandy Peters. Um, that has a little bit become my meeting knitting, which is weird because it takes a little bit more concentration than that. But there's some rows that don't take as much concentration. So that's a little easier to have knitting while trying not to look. <laughs> but I'm not on a real time. I'm not on a deadline for that. So I'm just kind of picking it up when it's closest thing to me or what I feel like working on. Um, that's using like five different colorways of Knit Picks palette. That's my long-term project. It was for the complicated along like over a year ago and then I just forgot about it. So I'm still working on this other baby blanket. I'm making a lot of baby blankets and so not that much baby clothes. <laughs> so it's the, the crochet pattern is called Compass by Button, Button Nose Crochet. The yarn is Lion Brand Mandala, which is one of those cakes, you know, one of those self-striping cakes. And the colorway is Pixie. So there's whites and pinks and mint and orange, uh, orange, coral and lavender and yellow. And I'm into my, I only have two of these cakes. It says it's a DK weight, so... Um, I finished more than one. It's a 150 gram skein. And so I'm working on my second one. So I'd say I'm like 60% done with this. Of course, the rows, like the yarn doesn't go as far now because you have to go all the way around. It's um, kind of like a star ripple, except at the spines of the stars are like popcorn stitches or bobbles or whatever. And overall... Mostly just doing double crochet all the way around. So even though it's getting a little bit big to take places, it's like my best on the go project because you don't have to really, I don't have to know any pattern or carry anything with me. So that's the Compass Baby Blanket. And I promise no more blankets after that. That's my promise. <laughs> like you care, but I don't want to do anymore. She's going to have enough. I got to move on to sweaters or something. Sweaters or booties. And then I did start one new baby project, which is just a um, the garter ear flap hat, which is a pearl Soho pattern. I've actually knit this one a few times. I made two baby ones for one of Lucas's friends who had twins a few years back. And then I made 
like an adult small one for Lucas in this blue yarn, which I'm actually using the rest of the yarn to make the baby one because he wanted he wanted us all to have matching hats, which I think is really cute. But I don't think I have an, I don't think I have enough of this yarn, so it'll probably be just he'll have a matching hat with the baby. The yarn is um, leftovers of gnarled paw. That was the dyer. She's not name was Liz. I don't think she's dying anymore. Um, which is a shame, but I think it was kind of just a side gig for her anyway. Um, I hope. And this was in her Splendid DK base. And I can't quite remember the colorway. It's something like Mexican butterfly or something. But it's blues, but kind of tonal blues. Deep blues. So I've just started that. Um, it's a free pattern on their website. And I really like it, the pattern. It's really easy to use. Um, there's tiny little garter flaps. You just do a little bit of short rows um, in garter stitch over the edges. And then, um, so right now I'm to the point where I just knit in the round in garter. And then I'll, there'll be some decreases soon. But I'm actively not working on this one because I'm saving it for my meetings. And anytime I need something I'd have to look at. And that's uh, my current fix. That's what I've got going on. Okay, so what am I jonesing for? One of the women in my knitting guild meeting, um, she, so sweet, she doesn't even know me that well, but she ended up just sending me some patterns from my wish list, and she had said that there was, at this point, no reason for her to knit things for the baby, so she sent me patterns for me to knit. One was one I've had on my list for quite a while, which is the Entrechat um, it's like a little baby shrug bolero by Lisa Kemery, um, who's Froggenet Designs. And this one is in the fingering weight yarn. She has several different weights. There's a DK and a sport and a worsted, maybe. Um, I think the original one might be worsted, but... So this one was fingering weight. It's normally six euros. Um, that which is right now about $7.13 in the U.S. And it's really cute, especially for like a little girl. And yeah, so that might be something I make. Um, the three-month size only takes like half a skein of fingering white yarn. And it goes up to pretty old, you know, at least, at least a toddler size, but if not older, I think. Um, so anyway, I'd really like to think, I don't think she listens to the podcast, but big thank you to Kyoko um, who's Mrs. T Knits on Ravelry. I've, you can find her in the forums quite often, just answering people's questions. And, um, so thank you, Kyoko, for this pattern. And then also other patterns, adult patterns for me, from my wish list. It's so sweet. So I gotta get, gotta get moving on that baby sweater. One other baby item I queued, or I think I downloaded it. It might've been free at the time. It's the Pirouette beanie. That's funny. Those are both. I think entrechat is like a ballet term, a dance term. Anyway, so the pirouette beanie is by Fiona Oliver. Um, it's a $4.50 Australian dollars um, pattern, which is about $3.27 now. It's a DK weight hat, baby hat from newborns three years old. And it has like a twisted rib in the bottom and then kind of like a beaded rib in the middle. And then the top kind of has like a spoked top where it's like mostly, mostly pearls, but with like some knit lines, I think, up to the top. Um, so that's a cute, cute hat. And I'm pretty sure it was free at the very beginning. 
So that's the Pirouette Beanie by Fiona Oliver. Um, another adult hat that I queued, um, I or downloaded, I think. This is another one that might have been free for a little bit. It's called the Momentum Beanie by Benjamin Matthews. It's a $6 US Ravelry download. It's a worsted weight beanie. It's only in one size, like one adult size, but it has um, exterior floats that kind of resemble embroidery in kind of like a, just a geometric pattern. Um, I guess before I get too far, I'm always just kind of just talking in Ravelry downloads, even though I know a lot of designers have been putting stuff onto different platforms like Love, Love Knitting, Love Crafts. And a lot of designers are having patterns on their own websites, you know, which um, I don't really want to get too much into it with the new Ravelry, but, you know, I guess it's been a month ago, Ravelry kind of came out with like a new look, but as it turns out, it's really affecting a lot of people. Um, People are getting, a lot of people are getting migraines from it. Some people were even having um, seizures and... I haven't totally been following it, but it does seem like Ravelry has really just not been very responsive to people's concerns about it, and um, it's been disappointing. Um, If you do, if you only have mild problems with it, you can go to your profile on Ravelry. Like, if you're signed in, you have your little picture in the top right corner, and there's a little drop-down menu where you can revert to original Ravelry. So that doesn't help the people who can't even look at the site without feeling sick or without triggering anything. But if you do have minor issues with it, I think it just helps them to know that people are choosing the old Ravelry over new Ravelry. But I don't know. I know a lot of people are just totally off of the site. Um, Somebody created like a dark filter or a, a skin that you can use over Ravelry that makes it a lot better. They do have, or they had an accessibility survey on Ravelry, but I took it because I thought I'd, it would help, you know, like I'd want to add my voice, but honestly, it's like a lot of pictures that look almost the same. Like, do you want this or this, that or that? It's like going to the optometrist, but they're all like the new Ravelry and they're all kind of bad. Um, I haven't gotten like migraines from it or anything, but they did make me, did make me feel just kind of gross. Like I felt like I could have been getting a migraine from it um, or a headache. It's very white. And then once I switched back to the old Ravelry, I almost started to still find that problem. So I don't know if that was always around and I just ignored it before or what. I don't know. You know, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's it does seem like they're really disregarding a lot of people's well-being and thoughts and accessibility. And it's not just like, I don't like the cutesy icons. It's more like a real problem for people to watch, to look at it. So I'm not sure. Because even it sounds like people who are using old Ravelry now, it seems like in a matter of months, they would change it so that was no longer an option. Um, And some people are even just trying to get them to make it so that the old Ravelry is the default for now, and then you have to opt in to the other one. Anyway, all this to say is that I don't really know what to say about it, but also um, a lot of the designers are putting these patterns other places, so I think if you do any Googling, you might be able to find the patterns in non-Ravelry 
and hopefully that'll work for you. I don't want you clicking through my links to Ravelry and having trouble. I really don't. So I'll see what I can do on the show notes. Because I want to not give you Ravelry links, but at the same time, I don't want to not do show notes because I'm lazy. Okay. That was the Momentum Beanie, which was, I think, free for the first couple days, but is now a $6 download. A free pattern that is actually a craftivist project is the Empower People. By um, This pattern is by Kasapinka. Um, it's this... It's a knit purple garter stitch cowl that you could also use as a bandana, but it's part of a larger Empower People project, which was kind of spearheaded, I think, by Diane from Lady Die Yarns and several people. There's a knit pattern by Casapinka. There's a crocheted pattern by BZ Peach and a sewn pattern by Broke and Crafty. Um, and the idea is to make this project and to wear it when you vote, when you protest, and it's to like spark engagement, conversation, engagement, and action. I don't know, you know, it seems hard to like start a movement of where something's seen enough that people, non-knitters, will be like, what's that all about? But it's a cool looking pattern and I love the idea. Um, I need to find some purple yarn in my stash to make this out of it's this knit one is uses dk weight but it's totally modifiable you could double fingering and it says you know there's a little bit of hints about how you can use um, different needle sizes for different yarns too like a worsted weight um pretty simple pattern but the idea is great of just spending your time making and wearing this item that will hopefully spark engagement. So that's the Empower, E-M, and then capital P, Empower People by Costapinka. A sweater that I like is the Tin Roof by Yamagara, which is a $10 Singaporean dollar <laughs> download or $7.48 in the U.S., this is a color blocked tee in fingering weight and it's knit side to side in stripes and you do it side to side and then you knit the bottom little section from down and it's a little bit cropped. I mean, you could always lengthen it, but it is kind of a boxy ish shape. So it's not um, a fitted. Well, it doesn't have a ton of ease, but it's not, there isn't like waist shaping. So it's basically a kind of angular the first picture in the pattern is like kind of like big chunks of color um stripes and i think she said to look like um these tin roofs that are in singapore but there's other versions where you do just kind of like random striping or you can do scraps and that look totally different but i do like the one that's more um even color blocks i think that's pretty cool and then the very bottom is like in another color. So hers is like, yeah, three colors, which I really like. So that's Tin Roof by Yamagara. And then the last one is just another toy project, which is Albatross, which is an albatross pattern by Rachel Borello Corell. She does the Yarnigans, is maybe her other handle. Um, it's a free pattern. Um, she has a lot of free patterns 
has had a lot of free ones over the years. I'm not sure if they still are. Always really cute toys. This is a worsted weight. It's knit in pieces. I kind of, well, I have nothing against albatross, but I hate seagulls. And it does kind of look like a seagull. But I don't hate them in that I'm, like, phobic of them. I just, they creep me out. And they look like the most evil birds around. And I don't mind crows or anything. So seagulls. Oof. Anyway, but this pattern is very cute. <laughs> um, and it's free. So if you do like, if you love albatross or seagulls, it's a fun, fun pattern. Free. So that's Albatross by Rachel Borello Carell, Carol. And that's what I'm jonesing for. Let's see. I don't think I have any re-ups. Isn't that crazy? No re-ups. Good for me. But have been watching some stuff, so let's move on to uppers and downers. So a lot of this is just following, just watching more TV at home. Um, I watched... 13 Reasons Why on Netflix Season 3. Season 4 just came out, and it's like said to be the last season, which is good because I don't know that I could watch much more. I took a break between 2 and 3. The whole series kind of... I mean, they put... It has like trigger warning stuff because the first season's about like a high school girl who commits suicide, and there's a lot of sexual abuse and issues like that, mental health um, issues. And this one is like a murder investigation, and it kind of has that tone of like, you know how a lot of, there's just, there was a whole string of these series where it's like every episode, there's like a, we're so sure, like, this is the guy, this is the guy that killed him, you know, and then the, over the episode, it explains why they didn't kill that, kill the person. And so it felt a little formulaic in that way. And the show kind of is a husband thing of, it always does a lot of like flash forward flashbacks, and so it got a little confusing about timeline. But I still kept wanting to watch it. So that was uh, season three of 13 Reasons Why. I'm still just watching House in the background when I do other things, so I've made it through seasons three and four on Amazon. I finally, I had started Poise. Poise. That's funny. I started Pose, <laughs> which is that Ryan Murphy show. Um, it's on FX, and it's about, it's like it's set in the 80s. No. Late 80s, early 90s, in kind of like the um, drag ball scene um, in New York. And it's really good. I had watched like the first half of the season, and then I like didn't have access to it anymore, and I forgot about it. So I went back and finished season one, which is on Netflix. There's season two is on Netflix too, but I haven't started that one yet. So that was enjoyable. By enjoyable, I mean also very intense. I mean, it's still kind of like height of the AIDS epidemic. And yeah, so it's a little bit hard, a little bit emotional, hard show to watch. TV started Perry Mason on HBO and I love Matthew Reese, but I kind of don't like the show that much, but I'm going to keep watching to find out. I also love old, old Hollywood. So I'm not sure why it's not gelling for me. Partially. I don't know that he really, he's selling it to me. Any case, we watched Hamilton when it became out on Disney plus. Um, we've had Disney plus for a while and actually, we forget to watch a lot, so it felt good to, like, get some use out of it. Neither of us had seen Hamilton, 
And I've actually been talking, saying, talking, talking, uh, I was going to curse. Um, just kind of like not, not into it. I've been kind of talking Hamilton down all this time, but it is really an achievement and I'll, I'll give, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda that. And it was, um, very enjoyable to watch. There's one song I don't like that they seem to use the theme over and over and over and over, (laughs) but I really enjoyed it. So, you know, and I know you guys are all plenty of Hamilton heads out there to counteract me. <laughs> but also, I like, okay, I like rap music, but I don't like talking singing. And this feels more like talking singing, like banter songs. Like, it's like The Music Man, which I'm also not a fan of, even though I do like musicals. I don't like my Music Man. Anyway. Hamilton, you love it. Watch it. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> I watched Twins um, on HBO the other day in honor of Kelly Preston, who passed away last week. Uh, breast breast cancer, ovarian cancer. I'm not sure. She had been fighting cancer for quite a while. Twins is still amazing. It's kind of a crazy movie, and the music. There's some weird, weird songs in there. But it's a very big part of my childhood, and so I enjoy watching it. Um, I watched a crappy Nicolas Cage movie on Amazon called Knowing. <laughs> it's where somehow, like, he gets a code. I don't know. just like a string of numbers, and then he realizes that he can... That they're, like, big natural disasters over the last 50 years. And so can he stop the next few? <laughs> I just... I don't know. It was kind of like I was still spinning and I was like, I want to put on something that won't make me watch the rest of this. So I watched it over a few nights. Um, you know, like Nicolas Cage has just has done so many string, has done such a long string of just terrible movies. But, you know, I wasn't hating on it. Just, it wasn't great. Um, I watched Mid-90s, which is the movie a couple years ago, um, directed by Jonah Hill. It might be shot on like 16 millimeter or something. Um, and it's just set, just follows like this, like 13 year old boy, 13, 14, who kind of has a troubled family, but he starts to hang out with these skateboarders, these like, you know, kind of older kids. And it's very much just such a little snapshot in time. It's like LA in the nineties. And I kept forgetting almost. I was like, I wonder what these kids are doing now. And I was like, oh, they're two years older. This isn't from the 90s. <laughs> so I'll give them that. It felt very authentic. You know, it was a little bit more... Like, it cert- certainly was not my upbringing, this thing. But, like, I think Lucas, who was about that age in the mid-80s in L.A., he really related to it in terms of, like, yeah, being his, like, coming-of-age type story. And, yeah, it's not too long. That's on Amazon right now. It came out in 2018. Other than that, just plugging along. I've got some more baby knits I wanted to get to, but nothing feels so urgent. So, But now that I'm done with my sewing projects, I have a few other sewing projects, actually. I do have some, like, leftover. I have, like, an old terry cloth robe, so I was going to maybe cut that up and make um, some burp cloths or some bibs. Um, I was going to make breast pads or nipple pads out of, like, some um, fleece that I have just 
so I don't have to buy those items. And then I'm going to kind of, I'm putting away all my fabric into storage. We're trying to move a lot of stuff into storage, but the, there are moths in the storage unit or there's the possibility of moths in the storage unit. So I'm trying to make sure that none of my yarn goes there, but so I feel a little more confident sending my fabric over the storage unit, which is only a couple blocks away, but you know, it's, it'll keep me from just grabbing it out of the drawer and using it. And I figure I do more knitting when I have a baby than I will sewing probably maybe who knows so I'm not sure I think that's about it I hope you're doing well out there I know things are tough everyone's kind of got a little bit of fatigue from staying at home but I think it's more important than ever you know I just find myself getting kind of complacent and then just realizing like why are we less cautious now than we were three months ago when the caseload was a lot less here in LA. So um, always for me, a good reminder, just be more vigilant, cut out unnecessary trips and always, you know, wearing a mask and face covering when I'm out. But you guys all know that. I don't need to tell you. You can find the show notes at skeinenable.com. You can find me on Ravelry. If you can, don't go if you can't, as No Dice. You can find me on Instagram as No Dice 11. Hopefully I'll get back to posting there soon. It's been a little slow. And yeah, if you wanted to come chat on Ravelry, please do. Um, I'm happy to have you. And be safe out there. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. All back. Un tout petit, petit rien de rien. Les femmes obtiennent tout ce qu'elles le convient. C'est formidable. Le tout petit, petit, petit moyen. Elles savent troubler le sexe masculin. Mine de rien. Elles attrapent Croyez-moi avec le tout petit je ne sais quoi. 